You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi there, you're joining me for episode 153 of the Blended Family Podcast. I'm bringing you an interview today with Sharla Miller, and it's an incredible story that really touched me, and I know it will touch you too. Before we get to it, I just wanted to remind you about the coaching bundles. You have until December 31st to take advantage of the low price, and to save even more, you can bundle up on a three or five pack bundle. Come January, the prices are going up, but you can buy now in advance and use them later. They do not expire. For more details, just go to Blended Family Podcast com slash schedule. I told you that I will be taking a small break over the holiday, and during that time, I will be planning out the new year, both for my personal life and business. So if there is a show topic you'd like to hear or one that you'd like me to cover again, please let me know. I will take all of your suggestions into consideration. Just email me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. And feedback of any kind, as well as your questions, can be sent to that same email address. And Christmas cards, same like last year, I do have an address down at the bottom in the show notes if anybody wants to send me a Christmas card of just a picture of your blended family because I take them and I hang them up in my office so I can look at all of my families in my community. So um, you can find that address again in the show notes and I would love to get your cards. And that is all I have for announcements today. Please enjoy this interview with the very special Sharla Miller. Joining me today is Sharla Miller. Sharla is a successful author who used traumatic events in her life to propel her forward. She wrote a book called Wonder and Beauty, My Journey from Heartbreak to Healing Through the Wonder of Horses. She currently resides in Boise, Idaho with her partner and is involved in the world of equine therapy. Sharla also travels as a destination makeup and hair artist and brings her concept of beauty to all she meets. Her story is paving the way for others to see that their pain from loss isn't the ending, but a launching point to even greater connection to those they love and so much more. Charlotte, thank you for joining me today. Melissa, thanks so much for this opportunity. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm going to start by saying that you are an extraordinary woman, and I'm really excited to have you here so that you can share your story with me and the listeners. And just so the listeners know, Charlotte had reached out to me initially about her book, Wonder and Beauty, which is about horse therapy. And at first, I didn't realize how that all tied in with my mission here at the Blended Family Podcast. But then we had a phone conversation, and that is when I realized exactly why I needed to have her here. This is a story far deeper than what you might imagine, and it actually starts with parental alienation, which we've covered on the show before. And for those of you who may not know, Parental alienation is defined as a form of emotional child abuse where a custodial parent belittles or vilifies the other parent to the child. So, Charlotte, why don't you tell us about your personal story in dealing with parental alienation first? How and when did all this start for you? Okay. Um, I had a, you know, I went through a divorce when my son was at the age of four, 
and in the beginning it was just it was just a difficult divorce like so many of them are I there weren't you know I didn't know anything about parent alienation I didn't know what it meant until my son was about I want to say in the second grade in the second grade I mean I I knew that I was going to have a, a difficult co-parenting situation but even with the difficulties, I didn't understand what parent alienation was until my son was about in, I want to say, between the second and the fourth grade. And I'll sort of cut to the chase. That's when the abductions, even though we still have joint legal custody, my son is 19 now, uh, the abductions started to happen, meaning that I would take my son to school and he wouldn't be in his classroom. And, and, between the second and the fourth grade, he started to see his father more. I was happy about that. His father got into a different, another relationship. I was happy about that. But when my son started to disappear and was not in the classroom, that's when I knew that it had gone from being vindictive to something of a different manner. And that's when I suppose I was given a book that um, Alec Baldwin wrote, that was the only person I knew that had written about parent alienation when he and his ex-wife had broken up and the things that were being done at that point. Other than that, I knew nothing about it. Wow. So I'm sure you learned pretty quickly when all that started to happen. Um, now I know you had a pivotal moment in your life where you had to make a decision to move away and reclaim yourself. And I know that was after, you know, a major abduction. Can you talk about that moment a little bit? Yeah, I'd love to talk about that moment. I had gone through a really difficult time. The financial crash had happened. I was a real estate agent. My uh, business completely was null and void. I was in one of the worst counties in California that got hit. And so everything, it was like the perfect storm. Everything had happened all at the same time. I'd lost my, I, we were in the first wave of foreclosures and I basically had a breakdown. I started, um, I spoke with a girlfriend. She convinced me to go get help. I was very cognizant of everything, but between hundreds of lawsuits post-divorce, for custody battles of everything that's imaginable and not, you know, imaginable, um, it really put me in that really dire place. So I was in a lot of therapy. One evening, I went to a, a group session that I had never gone to before. But Melissa, there was something within me that that just kept, you know, urging me to go that evening. And so I started to listen to this you know, to spirit, to God, to the divine, that I consider it all the same. And that evening, I sat in an inner circle. It was a massive group of all different kinds of people, people that had come from, you know, um, different groups of all different types. And I heard a, a gentleman, a young guy, start to talk about the suicide of his mother. He was behind me and almost directly behind me. In that story, I turned around to look at him, and it was shocking. It was as if I saw my son 15 years later, 20 years later. He looked a lot like my son, had the same coloring, the same body type, all that kind of thing, even though my son was young. And I turned back around, and when I turned back around to just kind of get myself centered again, 
it was as if I knew the divine was saying, if you choose to take that route, because I was in a very dire place emotionally at that time after all the things that had happened, I knew that I would leave my son with the same legacy and story. Mm. And that night, because of his mother's suicide, I chose never, no matter what was going to come at me, I would never make that choice. And it was pivotal. I believe that I was led there. I believe that I sat right in front of that young man. And I believe that that story was said, so I would choose to live mine. Wow. That definitely gave me some goosebumps. And that was certainly a message for you. You know, I was reading the book and all I could think was how brave and strong you were. And I know you didn't feel that way at the time, but you must know now that you were. And the whole book really is so touching. So you were at an all-time low, starting over, away from your son. I know you were trying everything you could do to help yourself, and it was a tough journey. So tell us how you got involved then with the horses, because I know that is what ultimately saved you. It, it did. You know, I, every, every moment that I decided to, to listen to this inner voice, it, it has led me to here having this conversation with you. And the more I continued to follow that, the more another door opened up. I was, uh, you know, with, I, I had started all over again in, in Northern California, San Francisco. And one day I had gone to the library. I didn't have cable. I couldn't afford it. And so my library existed of, you know, of films. I had been in the film business and, um, and I started to rent movies about horses. There was one movie called Dreamer, another by Disney, another uh, horse story that's an incredible story called Secretariat. But there was a movie and it was a documentary and the name of it was Buck. And it was filmed, um, after a man named Buck Brenneman, he, he's alive, he's a horseman, he's a natural horseman, and I picked up that movie, and I've seen that movie, oh, dozens of times, but he his story is about his childhood abuse and a horrific story that he and his brother lived through, and when I started to watch his his story and his message, there was something that made my heart and my mind and my body calm down and I felt safe. And I watched that as if my life depended on it. And through that story, I then went to my computer and I Googled uh, healing and horses and compassionate care. And all of a sudden, a word or a term came up called equine therapy. I didn't know what it was, but that opened up a whole new world for me. I was in Northern California at the time, and I started then calling one therapist after another. I knew instinctively a human being exclusively could not help me because I had been to every, I had been down every road imaginable with human beings. But then I eventually, one phone call led to another and which led to another place. And it led me to a woman named Nancy Frieda Slambert. And she's an equine therapist, an Egalith equine therapist. And that led me to a workshop in the middle of nowhere at the time, which is Point Ray Station, which is north of San Francisco. And I began this journey 
through equine therapy through Nancy or Dr. Lambert and her herd of horses in Northern California. Wow. And it was, it, this is why I want the listeners to get the book, because in the book, you do go into much more detail in what you actually went through with the horses. And I found it truly amazing. So I definitely encourage people to, to take a listen to that. You talk also a lot in the book of spirituality and being in the present moment and being in touch with your true essence. And I think you would have to be, after going through the trauma that you did, you say that the horse therapy helped you with that. Can you explain how so? Yes. In, in chapter four, which is titled Pressing In, I go into great detail in a couple of my sessions in Point Reyes Station. And I worked a lot with a horse. She was a mare. It's a mare and her name is May. She's a big red quarter horse. And Dr. Lambert had me doing these types of equine intimate therapy in these squares in a round pen. They were PCP pipe and they were put in big squares. And in each square, I named an emotion that I was overwhelmed by, couldn't cope with, um, was taking me out, needed to start dealing with, with an equine partner with this horse. And in one of the squares, I named that square grief. Grief is something that we don't know much about. We're not raised in, you know, in our emotional state to understand what it's about. And it's certainly nothing that I knew anything about, especially when it came to the abduction of my son. And so I went into many of these squares, and I talk about it in Chapter 4, Name Pressing In, about my time with me in each of these squares. And grief was really a tsunami for me. Many, many days and times I felt like eventually I would die, literally die from being grief-stricken because no one could talk to me about a stolen child. They could talk to people about a death of a child, but a stolen child is something that is new and unfamiliar territory. And not a lot of people, if anybody I could find was discussing it. So when I would go into these squares to be in a square with this massive animal that if she, if she shifted or something scared her or spooked her, I mean, you could be hurt or killed or anything. And in that moment, Melissa, you begin to learn what being present is. It's not just an exercise in your head. It's an exercise in your body and your mind with, with this huge horse that wants to trust you. And that's also when you begin to learn how to trust yourself. So being present was a body and mind exercise with this horse in these different squares. And that was one type of equine therapy that I did. I loved that chapter. I really did. Thank you. So let's fast forward a little bit, and I want you to tell us what happened next. How long did the healing take, and were you finally reunited with your son? I'm sure everyone wants to know what the outcome was for you after so much suffering. Thank you. I, you know, I I still think that there is healing taking taking place. My my therapist, uh, Dr. Lambert, would say we can either be on the path of healing which is usually lifetime for so many of us, even though I live a really incredible life today. 
and you wouldn't by being around me or any of seeing my life today, it doesn't look like there's any kind of suffering, but there's little hits that, that anybody that's been through trauma take. And sometimes you get triggered so you can stay on that healing path. But I want to say it was probably a couple of years from the time that I started with the horses in in equine therapeutic set settings to actually writing my book and writing my book into having an actual physical reunion with my son. Mm. It was fast. And the writing was a physical manifestation. I would get these dreams, and I mean, they were heavy duty. I could not sleep through them. There was no way I was going to sleep through them. But they were the divine's way of preparing me for what was to come. And I had to write about them since I was in the midst of writing this book. And as many writers, as I'm, I'm sure you know, say that you're a portal, you're a vehicle, You the book sort of writes itself and you, you are just sort of like doing, you know, you are the one that's conveying what is coming through you. Yes. So I want to say it was probably 2013, 2014, 2015. And then last year, on October the 5th, 2016, was the first time I'd seen my son and sat with him in a safe place in eight years. Wow, that must have been an intense moment for you. It, it, was. it was. It was intense for me, and it was intense for him, too. Yeah. Wow, this is so amazing. So, Charlotte, you took all the trauma and all the heartache you went through, and you decided to use it not only to strengthen you, but to help others as well. And you decided to write this book, again, Wonder and Beauty, My Journey from Heartbreak to Healing Through the Wonder of Horses. Um, you know, I was going to ask you to talk a little bit about the book, but I think you kind of explained and, and, you know, but what else, why was it so important for you to write this book? And, and what else is in the book besides, just take us a little bit through the book besides the horse therapy of, of your journey. Well, you know, I wanted to write the book for initially for one, one reason only. I wanted my son to know what happened to me. I wanted my son to know that I had never given up on him, that I never stopped loving him, but I didn't want to go back and rehash what had happened between his father and I. And this is what's important, and I know that you deal with this a lot in your program. A child is half you and half the person, the other partner, right? The other parent. The last thing a child ever needs to feel is that half of them is wrong. By you making the other parent wrong, that becomes parent alienation. Mm. And so I, wa I was instructed on a spiritual level to write this book on my behalf on what had happened to me and what my journey was like, but not about my wrath towards what had happened. That's and, and I... Go ahead. And I, yeah, and I knew, and I knew that if I gave that to my son in a book form, that I could never, like the stories that that he had heard, that he had gone through, would be dismissed immediately in his heart, and that he would have a safe place to hold me, his mother, in his heart, and go through all the 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 stuff that he would have to go through, and know in his soul that he was well and that he was loved by both of his parents. That is really touching. And I think that that can be a lesson for a lot of parents because I did notice that you did not talk about 
your ex and what had gone on. You you didn't do that. And I appreciate that. And I understand why you did it. And you could have you could have said a lot of things, I'm sure, and you chose not to. Uh, did your son read the book? You know, I, I don't know that for a fact, but I do know that he did say he did receive it. I ended up sending him two for whatever reason. He didn't get the first one. And you know, there are parts of this journey as parents, and, and, and you well know this, that you know, there are days that you just go, gosh, can it get any harder? But, you know, they have a saying in, in programs, you know, don't give up five minutes before the miracle or five hours mm-hmm. before the miracle or five days. It's just, I said, then send him another one. And he did get it. I don't know if he's ever read it. And in his time, I think that he'll be able to process how he chooses to process. But the most important thing for me was for me to know that he knew about my story, that he is loved, and he will always be loved. And then it became more a part as as my story got out there with other parents, especially mothers, and that it was a story of victory. It was a story of self-care, and it was a story that you don't give up on yourself and you don't give up on your children. And there's a lot more to it as as time went on. It's become even bigger than just giving my story to my son. Wow. Well, I will say that I have read the book. It's touching. It's well-written. And I do recommend it, especially to those parents in my community who have been touched by parental alienation. Charlotte, you did a wonderful job. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. Now, I know you do some other things out in the world. You have a website called NeverGiveUpMom.com and also BeautyHealsYou.com. I'd love to hear about those. Okay. Well, NeverGiveUpMom.com started in November of 2012, and it was my exercise to get my words of love letters of love out to my son in a way that they couldn't be taken away. And that's, I think, what every parent that's gone through or is going through parent alienation would love to have the divine way to tell their children that they love them. And so that's how Never Give Up Mom got started. Initially, the subtitle was Letters to My Stolen Son. I then, after coming all the way full circle in reuniting with my son, I chose to, to change the subtitle to, uh, you know, infinite possibilities of reuniting with those that we love and our children. Mm. And I say that because what we, what we focus on does grow, period, regardless of what it is. So I wanted to change the subtitle for that. It's sort of become a portal for parent alienation or people that are looking for their children or have been separated from their children to see my progress and my story. The other side of my life is Beauty Heals You, and I am a beauty artist and makeup and hair artist. I started in Hollywood in a, in a film and television and fashion business, and I still do that today, but on a much smaller scale. Right now, I'm on my way to San Francisco on Saturday to do a wedding as a a destination wedding makeup and hair artist. And then after that, I'm going straight to Book Passage at the Ferry Building in San Francisco, and I'm honored to be doing an event with them based on all about my book, Wonder and Beauty. So that's what Beauty Heals You is about. And Beauty Heals You is about not just the fun stuff that we all love to do about, like, how would you do this and what kind of product would you use there? 
But I've learned this, Melissa, if we're not emotionally healing or have been healed through our traumas or our experiences or our stories, it doesn't matter what you do on the outside. You can do a million things on the outside, but unless you're feeling content somewhat, you know, most of the time, there are days that we all have, it doesn't matter what you do on the outside. It really, you're so worth healing on the inside. So Beauty Heals You is about emotional adventures, healing adventures, and physical beauty, you know, tricks and tips and fun things that girls like to do. Wonderful. And I'm going to add all of your links in the show notes for the listeners, including where to purchase the book. But tell us where is the best place to find you? You can find me at charlamiller.com, which is C-H-A-R-L-A, Miller, M-I-L-L-E-R.com, and that will funnel you straight into Beauty Heals You. And Beauty Heals You will give you all the data that you'll need for my press and my blogs and what I'm doing with the book and what I'm doing with my beauty adventures. And then Never Give Up Mom is still you know, alive and available. And you can just go to nevergiveupmom.com and that's a WordPress blog. Great. And before we go, what is the takeaway that you want to leave my listeners with? Something maybe that you want everyone to know or maybe some last words of advice? I would love your listeners to know that we all have the capacity to overcome any and all tragedy and that the our hearts are the strongest electric and magnetic field in our bodies and that the language of our hearts supersede anything that has happened in our lives and that we're all worth healing and and having a wonderful life. Wow. Well, thank you, Sharla, so much for coming here to share your story of inspiration. You are truly a gift and I appreciate the work you're doing out in the world. Thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Sharla. I'm giving away a copy of her book as my monthly giveaway. And as you know, everyone who's part of my list is automatically entered to win. If you are not already a part of my list, it's free and easy to join. Just go to blendedfamilypodcast.com slash subscribe. So the winner this month is Kelly Lowe. So Kelly, I'll be contacting you to arrange shipping for the book. And for everyone else, the link to purchase the book through Amazon is in the show notes. If anyone is struggling or has struggled with parental alienation, it is a must read. And even if you haven't, the book is so inspirational for anyone. I hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I enjoyed speaking with her. And if you want to connect with Charla, all of her links are in the show notes for you. Thank you for listening and be sure to come back next week for another show. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.